There's so many things going on in the world right now, and, and it can be quite disheartening if you pay attention to it. Unfortunately, we can't turn away from some of these things, but there are so many reasons to have hope, and so we're going to spend some time meditating on that today. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Well, welcome, everybody. We are so happy to have you here. Hey. And uh, we are we are just decided, we have we have decided that, you know, with everything that's going on, that, that we just can't take it anymore. <laughs> We've had enough. <laughs> we, have, we have got to magnify the things that are going on well and, 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 and reasons to have hope. And so today is going to be about that, that we're just going to talk about all the really good reasons that we should be thinking good things in the face of all the things that just can really hurt our hearts that we're seeing going on today. You know, there's a scripture in Psalms where, where uh, David says, I would have despaired unless I believed and I would see the goodness of God in the land of the mm, living. Yeah. And I think that there is a concerted effort by our enemy, the devil, to cause Christians to lose hope and to despair. Yeah. So we have to rise up and stir ourselves up in the truth of God's word and the truth of God's love for us and his plans for us. And so we're going to just give you about five uh, specific reasons that you can have hope. Yeah. And I want you to, to, to kind of pin this, or I don't know if you can save this on your, your iPhone or iPod or whatever you're using to get our podcast, but pin it and save it so that whenever you feel discouraged or you hear some bad news or you see some bad, crazy things going on in the world, you can go back and listen to yeah, this. Fire this thing back up. Yeah, because this is going to encourage you and it's really going to bless you. So let's uh, start off with number one, right? It's always a good one to start yes, off with. Yes, let's start off with one, the first. Right. So the first point is that God sees everything that is going on in the world and in our lives. Yep. It so, is not a surprise. God is not going, hey, what just happened? Right? Yeah. That's not happening. God is not caught unaware. Yeah. And he sees what's going on. And sometimes um, when we see these things going on and we uh, feel our ways through it, we can feel abandoned. We can feel alone, but those are just feelings not based on the truth of God's word, not based on the truth of what God is actually doing. And uh, that's evidenced by uh, the word of God. Specifically, it says in Matthew 10, 29 through 31, Jesus is talking to the Jews at that point, giving them a, he's, he's basically expounding to them on, on who, the character of, of his father because they didn't know what God was like. Yeah, they, they really struggled to know the father's character, and that was one of that was one of the, as we know, Jesus was sent unto the Jews. He he said that. And he was really desperately trying to help them understand this God that they had committed themselves so fervently to, but had really not gotten the message of who he really was. Right. So he is he was like an exact representation of God's character and God's glory. And so he was trying to share with these with these fellow Jews and, and these people of, of God's of God's heart, what God's heart was toward them and what God's heart is toward all of us because God's character doesn't change. Yeah. And so in Matthew 10, 29 through 31, he says, are not two sparrows sold for a cent? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So do not fear. You are more valuable than many sparrows. I like how he, 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 he brought in the world's economy in that as a mm. as a pivot point mm -hmm. because they all understood 
the value of money at that point, right? You know, he was comparing that a bird wasn't even worth one penny, right? Mm-hmm. It took two birds to equal one penny right? in the world's eyes. Yeah. But that God knew all of them, right? They were so valuable to him that he paid attention to all of them. Yeah. And and he, he goes to show you that um, you're worth more than, than even the sparrows. And God takes care for the sparrows. You know, he knows, he knows not a single bird falls apart from the, from him. So how can we practically absorb what Jesus is trying to say, let's say in, in our current lives? Well, I think whenever cha- challenging situations come to you personally, or you see challenging situations come to a group of people that you love or your country or the world and, you know, however big and large you want to make that group, if it's just you or the whole world, you need to remember that God absolutely knows about it. God is absolutely loving those people and loving you in the midst of it. So you never should 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 um, give in to the feeling that you're alone. You should never give in to the feeling of despair that God doesn't know what's going on. So, so perhaps maybe a good retort then when we're tempted to believe that we don't matter, that mm-hmm. God has lost track of us, mm-hmm. is to kind of take this scripture and and turn it around mm, as a yeah. confession, right? Yeah. God, I thank you that you've not lost track of me, Lord, that you, you know, all the hairs on my head yeah, and you know, every time a bird falls from the sky. Mm-hmm. And so I choose to believe that everything that's going on in my life, you understand and you, you're, you're not, it's not lost on you. Mm-hmm. And that also that you're, you've got a plan. Yeah. And that, cause you love for me because of your great love for me. Mm-hmm. That I can I can believe and trust in you even when I don't see. Yeah, the I good do not. That's going I do not on. fear because yeah. I am more valuable yeah. than than two sparrows. Yes, and if you if you care about them, how much more do you care about me? How can I? I I love that. I think that's a great piece of advice, and I think that in general, that's a great piece of advice, no matter kind of where you're in, in mm-hmm. scripture. And, and hold on, I know, and I want I want you to notice that as you confess those things. It warms your heart. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit bearing witness with your spirit that those things are true. Yes. So, yes. I mean, that's what that is. Well, when you st- when it starts to when you start developing that hope. Yeah. It, it really does. It, it, it's it's God going, yes, that yeah. believe this. If rest ho- if here. Hope feels that it feels like that, you know. Mm-hmm. My question is is that how can we snap ourselves out of it to where we're we're remembering? to do that because you know when these challenges come along they they can be quite overwhelming and and they they usually they're intended to be by sure. the enemy yeah. to distract you yeah, and to get to you, get you, you in a bad and, place yeah. you know so how how can we snap out of it what's a, what's a really great technique to snap out of uh, out of the despair or or the hopelessness and turn our faith on and get hope going um, there's a couple of things that you can do. Something that Greg and I do uh, regularly is um, if we, if there's a specific area uh, that uh, we spend a lot of time in, like I spend a lot of time at the kitchen in the kitchen sink doing dishes. So I put scripture right where I would see it in the window because we have a window right next to our sink. And so I'll just print off a little three by five card or something and, and post it up there, tape it up there or in your mirror in your bathroom. Or Greg does a great habit of putting scripture in the shower. He's got it laminated, so he's got that in there. So having that before your eyes all the time. And and the, and then when you see it, confessing it. 
you know, and you know what, most of us have the discipline to get up in the morning and spend at least five, 10, 15 minutes with the Lord. I would encourage you at the beginning of your day to start making these confessions over your life before you get inundated with these challenges. So you'll be ready. So you're ready. So You've you already got, what's your, you're loading the you gun. You don't have to gear up. Yes. You're, you've got the ammunition in the gun all ready to go. So, so it's about being proactive. Yeah. 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 You don't want to wait till you're in the middle of the storm to go to the store to buy an umbrella. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> carry it with those you are, those are hard days <laughs> yes <laughs> you know i mean we know the rain's gonna come you know so just carry your umbrella with you yeah you know have it with you that's good that's good all right number two number two says here god is 10 infinite steps in front of the evil we are seeing now yeah, I, I use the number 10 there, but it's really, he's infinite. Infinite. Infinite number but, of steps. But it's a good idea to, to meditate on that. Again, we're, we're, that God's not only knows everything that's going on, yeah. but, he, but he's actively out in front of the enemy. You know, yeah. God, God is not affected by the enemy. No, he's not, a, he's not in time like the enemy is. Yeah. I think we, we forget, we, uh, there's, a, there's this idea that I think the devil propagates that the devil is the opposite of God, and that's not true. The devil was just to create an angel. If anything, his equal would be like Michael or Gabriel or one of the other angels. Um, but God is above all that. And, and they're a created thing. They are created, right? right. But God is not. He is outside of all that. He is outside of time. He is outside of the limits of, of time. He's outside of the limits that are on the devil. So God knows the beginning from the end. It's like he's the author of the book and all of us are in the book. So he can see, he can flip to any page in the book and see what's going on at any time. Whereas we kind of start at the beginning and move forward. And the devil's stuck in the timeline with us. He can't, he can't, he, he makes his own little plans, but God already knows that because he can look at the end of the book. So he, he can go back and forth at will and do whatever he needs to do. So there's a lot of comfort in that, a lot of rest in that. Yeah. Um, Psalm t- uh, 37 12 to 13 says the wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. Haven't we seen a lot of that going on in the world these days? But verse 13 says the Lord laughs at him for he sees his day is coming. So he sees and later on in the book, he goes, well, I know what the next chapter's full of. (laughs) I know what's going to happen. And that's, that's very comforting to know that, you know, the God that loves you, the God that died for you Mm -hmm. is not um, worried about about the apparent evil and, and victory of evil yeah. in, in this current day or ever, to be honest, because here's something else to really consider. There's nothing new going on right now. Right. Everything that's going on right now has gone on a thousand times already. For thousands of years. Yeah. And granted we granted we may not have experienced some of what is going on, but it it's uh, if you if you read through scripture which is thousands of years old you see the same things playing out again and again and mm-hmm. again and you see the same people struggling right you see god's people going what are we going to do you know god's left us yeah. oh no and uh and and then you know you see god show up right mm-hmm. and you see god handle it yeah. and so there is there's that constant reminder that the, we're not dealing with something that uh 
that God hasn't seen before, right? And right. so since God knows that he, he, he is going to do something, it's easy for him to laugh and for us to wrap our head yeah. around that concept that God is not worried. No, he's not. And, and because of the first thing we talked about, that God knows what's going on and that he loves us so much, we don't have to worry about it because we know not only does he know what's going on, he's going to do something on our behalf for us. You know, there's a, there's that scripture, I think it's in Romans, maybe you can, can tell me, but it says um, that if he did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Yeah, freely give us, yeah. You know, so he's saying, look, I've loved you so much and I've proven it to you by giving you the most precious thing I have, my son for you. How will he not also with Jesus freely give us all things? Yeah, I know we, we think about that, you know, our, our, our tithes and offerings are so valuable, but... <laughs> It's nowhere near the, the price of our one of our children. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and God God did that freely. He planned it. Yeah, planned, He planned to do. Yeah, so. he, he. I mean, oof, boy, yeah. Jesus was born to die. Yeah, He really was, that's, and, he, that's and crazy. he knew it. He knew yeah. it at a young age. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So let's talk about number three then, right? I know we're going kind of quick, but. There's, we really want to kind of just keep pushing you through these concepts, right? All right. Well, number three is God has a plan right now that not only counters the enemy's work, but uses it against him to produce God's plans. I love that. I love, I love that, uh, that it uses it against him, you know, that, that there will be justice. Yeah. There will be justice and it will be done righteously because there is only one righteous judge and that's him. Yeah. So we, we need to trust that he is going to not only help us and defend us, but he will make sure that the evildoers have, get what's coming to them. Yeah. Now, one of the things to really think about is we really don't want to put ourselves in a position where we're actively against people because God died for those people too. And, you know, a lot of people who are against the gospel or against believers or, or let's say they're hostile in their attitudes and words, you know, remember God died for them. He wants them to receive the gift of salvation and hope uh, in Christ. And so it's always a good idea to try to keep that in the forefront of your mind when you're, when you're thinking, when you're watching media, the news, or when you're contemplating or something or in your prayer life. You know, just remember that the proper attitude is is to pray that that they would be set free from the deception that the enemy. Well, is since bringing. we wage not against yeah. flesh and blood, yeah, but against the powers and principalities, yeah. and so the so the devil is our real enemy. Right. It's not people, right? And people, uh, depending on how well they've chosen to align themselves with with Jesus, they become problems in themselves because the devil will deceive them and and to make them do and say things that are counter to what God wants done in the earth. And so, yes, the the world is full of people, evil people, but we need to pray. We need to pray, and, and, and trust me, your prayers matter. Mm-hmm. They really do mount up. Right, and and going back to that, that, that idea that God sees the end from the beginning, he sees the whole thing. He already knows all these things, and God is so smart. He's so smart. He takes those things that the devil means for evil and turns them around for your good. I mean, that's what it says in scripture. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 7 uh, through 8 says, But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age had understood. For if they had understood, if they, 
if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So if they had known what that what that cross and burial was going to do, they wouldn't have done it. I know I've thought about that many times that, especially towards the end, right, in the Passion, where the, the Jews have Jesus uh, before they turn him over, and then after they turn him over to Pilate and everybody, like everybody, they had... They had God in their hands. He was in the mid, in their yeah. midst. Yeah. You know, the, the God that the Jews so devoutly were trying to serve was there. They had the bread of life in their very hands, and they missed it. Sure. You know, and they, so they, they missed the opportunity to really meet and encounter the very person that they had been spent their whole lives. Sure, because they were just deceived, yeah. like you were talking yeah. about. But I love it. What the the devil was trying to deceive people from missing God, but God was using that deception to bring about a deeper salvation for everyone. So he, so the Lord uh, knew knows more than the devil does. You know, it's like that that chapter in uh, the line of the witch in the wardrobe where he talks about the deeper magic if you're familiar with uh that book it's a it's a cute book but um so it was like whenever aslan was on stone table and they and they killed him they thought they'd won but there was a deeper magic and that's kind of what what he's talking about right here where where he says that if they had understood it they would not have crucified the lord of glory because you know i love the saying that they didn't bury jesus they planted him mm-hmm. You know, so that's what was going on. The devil didn't know that, but God was so much smarter than him. He had he had this plan from the foundation of the world. I mean, just to fathom that. So everything that we're going through right now, God already has a plan for all this. He's already he's already got it mapped out that it's going to turn around for your good. Every single little bit of it, every little every little thing that you're going through right now, God is going to turn that around for your good. Uh, you you need to meditate on that and believe that and and just rejoice in that because it's the truth So we're to the fourth point. You want to read what the fourth point is there? Sure. It says God has specifically planned for you to be involved in his plans for the victory of Christ and his church on the earth. It's So it's not just about God showing up and doing things, but he wants to partner with us. Yes. How cool is that? Yeah, his he is so smart and so powerful. He looks at us and he goes, you know, I can still use that. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is that good. He's like, you know, they look like a complete mess, but I can do something with that because he has so much faith in his ability in us. Yeah. You know, not, not that we're so good, but he knows how good he is Yeah, and how powerful he is. Yeah, He he can turn uh, any, any mud pie into a a chocolate pie. Yes. Into a chocolate cream pie with whipped cream and everything else. And and to the glory of God. Yes. You know, Romans 9, 22 through 23 says, what if God, although willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make no, his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? And he did so to make known the riches of his glory upon vessels of mercy, which is what you are, which he prepared beforehand for glory, 
So God's designed you to be a vessel of his mercy and that it glorifies his name by, by having that mercy flowing through you and in you and all over you, you know? And so what amazing, what an amazing idea that God would take the, the very children that rejected him, that rejected his son and turn them into vessels of mercy to, to go and uh, spread his love and his character and his power throughout the world. I mean, that's a God thing. Only God could do that. Yeah, I think it's 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 really cool because we become living testaments of mm-hmm. his goodness and his power. Because, you know, I've my testimony is, you know, that I was a really I was a really bad person, you know, and not that I'm perfect now because I'm far from it, but I am in so much better a place in life because of what he's done in my life. And, you know, for the last thirty plus years, he's really just kind of taken that and really used it uh to, to help others, you know. And and again, I'm not I'm nothing special, but he is special through me, you mm-hmm. know? And it glorifies God that, that he can take, you know, these broken pieces of our lives and turn them into something beautiful. The The best thing I like about that is it takes the pressure off of us to believe that we have to be better. Yeah. Because that is the ditch yeah. of being a believer. It really is one of the ditches. There, there are multiple ones, but that's one of the main ones that, we have to be better. A lot of people never explore a relationship with Jesus because they just look at it as a religious list of do's and don'ts and dogma. Or they think that they have to be at a certain level of righteousness before God will even come well, and, and maybe, talk to them. Yeah, and they're not ready to make that change. But they don't or understand they that's really, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they know in themselves they can't do it or yeah. they won't, yeah. right? And, and instead, they just need to understand that God wants to do the work. Yeah. And he wants to, well, that's, that's amazing. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think people need to understand that God doesn't expect you to want to change on your own. And he doesn't expect you to be able to even change on your own. Both of those things come about through your relationship with Jesus. All that you have to do is submit to him and say, Lord, here's where I am. I I don't want to do what you want me to do. A lot of times I don't have the ability to do what you want me to do. But if you can do something about that, I'm all for it. And so we, we, we go back and, and we, we talk about, like, God has specifically planned for you to be involved in his plans, right? Yeah. That idea. And then we, we, and we couple that with the knowledge that it's, it's not about our, our perfection or our using all of our skills and abilities, which you will, but it's not about that. It's really just about your willingness, yeah. your, your, your submission to the idea that you're going to work with him. That's amazing that that God will not violate your free will. No, He can't. He He won't. Mm-mm. He He just won't. Yeah, the devil would all day long, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I, God will I, not. I, I I would even go as far. Like I believe that He can't because He designed us to have free will. So it, it that's a that's a part of His character He's poured mm-hmm. into us. Yeah, you know, and that's why you have to receive what Jesus did. You, he can't just force it on you. You're right. He He can bring you to a place of choice. But, but his iron class, his ironclad character won't yeah. allow him to just force uh, what you I to mean do with it. it yeah. When I said he can, is he yeah. has the power to do it, but he, but he doesn't. Like his character will not allow it. Yeah, I think we're, we're back to that deep magic, right? I think right. even the, the the his character won't allow him to do it because then it wouldn't be real. Right, it wouldn't have yeah. any power. It's not love. It wouldn't be, and, and and then it wouldn't matter. Yeah. The, the enemy could just say, well, you forced him to do it. Yeah. You know, as opposed yeah. to the, the someone deciding through their free will 
to to bend and to choose and to receive yeah. the power of God. That's when he can rush in like a mighty wind and and make a huge oh, difference man. in your life. Man, and and then you really get to know who he is so much deeper because you see him working in your heart and in your life. The things be- that the, you couldn't yeah, do. Yeah, the best place for you to be in life is just broken before him. Yeah. And I know that sounds opposite of what the world teaches you where it teaches you to be prideful and and proud and strong you 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 can still be those things but when you when you're broken in will before the lord so much grace can flow into your life and then all those other things that the world tells you to do you can apply those to what god wants and 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 that's really cool yeah and submission means is is like the idea of power under control Mm -hmm. you know power under the control of someone else so when you submit, when you choose to submit your will to God, it is, is precious to him because he knows you have a choice. Yeah, you do. You have a choice. You have a choice. He's made sure that you'd have that choice. He honors those choices. Yeah. And it means so much to him. It's like when, when your kids do something for you, like um, my, my son Judah, um, what, every once in a while, he'll just surprise me. Like he'll go down and do the dishes or he'll, he'll go and, and take and clean up my car for me. Just, just. Because, you know, and it just means so much to me because he chose to do it rather than me say, okay, everybody go clean out the car or whatever, you know? And I think it just is so precious to God when his children do that. You know, they, they choose to, to do something that may cost them something out of worship That's what and really sacrifice. makes love valuable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, our last, our fifth point is God has equipped you to be able to fulfill his plans for you in this season with excellence and ease and joy. I love that. Yeah. I mean, how, how cool is that? Uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. I like that part that says uh, created in Christ Jesus for good works. In other words, it was it, he predestined. It talks about like the that he planned beforehand that mm-hmm. we would be usable vessels yeah. for him. So yeah. it's not a surprise that we become usable vessels. Right. That's his plan for you. Yeah. And he's and it says right here that it's not it's not you. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works. So it's not about you coming to God um with all these skills and saying, Okay God, I've got all these skills. I'm ready for you to use me now. No. He wants you to come as you are. And then he turns all those things around for for good. And and, and he's already got good things for you to do. You know, it's like he's got a uh, um it's almost like a like a summer camp or something where he's got every every hour of your time planned out for you and great things. He's got uh, pool time scheduled for you, devotion time scheduled for you. If you've ever been to church camp, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Meal time planned for you. You know, you just get to walk through with Jesus and um, he's got all these great things and he brings people into your life that you get to, to share God's love with. And it is so fulfilling when you do that, but you're completely already equipped to do that. And so... Knowing that God has plans for you, and He wants to use you, and He wants to, uh, He wants to empower you to help Him fulfill His plans. How does that add hope in these dark times? I mean, when you think about when you when you see the news and you see the weirdness that's going on and and the trouble, how how can we use that knowledge that God wants to use us in this time right now? 
how, how do we how do we latch on to that? Well, we're going to talk about um, in a future podcast kind of about about the darkness that, that's on the earth right now. And honestly, like Greg said, it's nothing new. There's, I mean, Solomon himself said there's nothing new under the sun. So these things have been around for ages. But um, as we are walking in obedience to God, and as we are walking out all these uh, good good jobs, good works that God's prepared beforehand that we walk in, it's going to shine a light, not only um, in our hearts, but to the people around us. You know, and, and we're not going to be focused on all the darkness that we see around us because the devil is only going to report to you the bad things going on. Yeah, he's not telling you. He's First not, of all, he only speaks lies. Right. That's what the scripture tells us. So that means that all the darkness that you see, that that's not the truth. That's not all that's going on. It's not all that's going on. It might be a sliver, right? Because there's always a, little, a sliver of truth and a lie. But you're not seeing the whole pie. You're not seeing everything that's going on. You're not seeing the good. You're not seeing what God's doing in the world. Right. You know, so it, it's a really good idea to not meditate or spend a lot of time uh, on the news or, or the current events. Yeah, don't feed on it. It's no. not your bread. I mean, I understand you gotta some you gotta stay informed, and, and that way you can pray. And and but uh, just know that there's a lot more going on, and and we need to meditate on that more than we need to uh, spend looking at the quote facts. You know of what the sure, world is, sure. is currently enduring, and and I think it helps to meditate on the fact that God knew ahead of time we were going to be in this season. He knew exactly what we would need to live in victory. And well, you talked about excellence, ease, and joy in this situation. He knew exactly what you needed to be able to walk in that state right here, right now, and he, that was His plan for you. He loves you. He wants you to know that you that He loves you, and that He's walking through all of this with you all the time, you know, and, and it's not based on how you feel. Now your beliefs will produce a feeling, but, you, but, uh, your beliefs supersede how you feel because sometimes you don't feel it. Sometimes you feel alone, especially if you've been meditating on the news or whatever you can, it can, you know, you can despair if you believe that you will not see the goodness of God yeah. in the land of the living. So well, you yeah. need to focus that back to Let's believe in the good really things. Let's stop and really just talk. I want to peel that onion a little bit because, you know, we've said that before, and I really want to drive that home, that what you feel is completely dependent upon what you believe. So a great exercise is to, instead of using the word feel, is substitute the word believe. But then you might have to change what comes after it. Like, instead of I feel sad or angry, if you change that to I believe, and then you can't say I believe sad and angry, <laughs> you'll have to go, I believe I'm upset or I believe that I'm sad. I believe about, God has left me. I believe God has left me. Then what that does is that reveals kind of where you're at. And then and then your spirit goes, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your spirit or, will go, nah, that's the, not true. The truth of the word goes, nah, right? Yeah, and yeah. then you, you're forced to confront that feeling with what you choose to believe because sometimes and a lot of times what we believe is way stronger yeah. than what we feel. Yeah. And if you just will highlight that fact of what you believe, the Honestly, feelings yeah. will change. They'll fly away. You'll be emboldened, which is kind of like what we're talking about. The reasons for hope, you know, the reasons to feel good about what's going on in the world and what God's doing in your life, they're going to be based on what you believe. And so that's why we've given you so much scripture and so and, many and, references yeah, to yeah. what the Bible says and what God's doing, because if you look at if you look at the facts of the, of the world, it will generate a feeling. But if you look at if, the, if you look at the facts of what the Word says, the truth, 
man, it generates so much stronger a sense of hope and and faith in your life. And, and we're gonna um, we're gonna provide this consolidated list yeah. with the scriptures that we've mentioned today. Yeah, on we'll, we'll put the this website, in the show notes. In the yeah. show notes as yeah. well, so that you can just download this and you can print this off. And I encourage you to print this off, put it above your put it above you in your kitchen sink, put it, laminate it, put it in your shower, whatever. And then turn those scriptures into confessions for over yourself. And dude, you're just putting, you're putting bullets in your gun for the day. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be so full of hope and so full of confidence in the goodness of God and in the power of, of his might in your life. You're, you're unstoppable. You really are. You know, um, I, I love the saying that you can't lose if you don't quit. Yep. And that's, that's who you are in Christ. You are a winner yes. because Christ won Yes, and you are in Christ. That's right. There's nothing the enemy can really do to you. Mm-mm. I mean, he can threaten you. He can, he can, he can threaten you with, 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 with the natural circumstances, but I'm telling you right now, God will come along and trump all that. Oh, absolutely. Every time, every time, you know, and, and it, it might help you to go back through the, through the Bible and start looking um, specifically to, to find that thread of faithfulness of God. Because, you know, I've, I've, there's the, there's this idea that has been taught from religious leaders for a long time that, well, you can't take all of God's promises for yourself because they're not all made for you. And I would counter that with the promises show you God's character and you can take that to the bank, that that's the same character that deals with you every day and that leads you every day. So maybe the specifics of the promises don't apply, but the foundation of the promises absolutely do because it's the same God that deals with you and, and loves you. And he does not base it on who we are. He no. bases it all on what Jesus did yes. on the cross, which has nothing to do with us. Other than that we receive it or yeah, not. We, we were, the, we're, <laughs> we're the benefactors. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We are the heirs. You're an heir. Yeah. And, and, the, and the father was a benefactor as well, because then it empowered and enabled his relationship with us. So oh, everybody benefited everybody. From, from what Jesus did. Mm. Awesome. And even Jesus did. He said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So he gets, he gets joy out of seeing you walk in victory. Yes. Yeah. That's powerful. Well, we really appreciate you guys spending time with us today. We hope that you are built up in faith and in hope. And again, look for uh, look for these these points uh, to be in the show notes, and uh, you can download this and print it off and just encourage yourself. And we also just ask that you, if you know somebody who's going through something, you forward this podcast to them and encourage them to listen to it, and uh, maybe spend time with them, maybe have coffee with them and talk things over, and encourage each other, right? And just know that God wants to use you. We talked about in this episode that God wants to use you in people's lives. So be bold, be be confident. Share, share the word, share the encouragement in, the, mm-hmm. in these times because people are going through it. Mm-hmm. People are going through dark times. They need this word. They need the encouragement. They end up with despair yep. because they don't, they don't believe they'd see, they'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We've got to get people to focus on, on, on the, these truths as opposed to the facts on, yes. that they see on the news. Yes. And so we just encourage you to do that. And uh, please you know, uh, keep up with us on social media. And uh, we, we have a website full of, of materials that are available at gods-best.com. And uh, we just want to encourage you to, to, to use any and all those. If you want, reach out. If you have any questions, we are very much available. And so uh, I'm Greg, and this is Sharon. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, we, we know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're just here to help.